Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we'll be talking about trading paper versus trading assets. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays land flipping blueprint. Guys, if you're thinking about getting in this niche, you've got to check this out. We've taken all the knowledge we've gained through the years of consulting and the hundreds of clients and put it into this course. It's in an easy-to-follow video format. It's got all the contracts, scripts, and forms that we use in our daily business, and everyone that joins gets a free one-on-one training with either myself or Justin. So if you're interested in learning more, all you got to do is go to our website at casualfridaysrei.com. Click on the training tab, set up a strategy call, and we'll go over everything you need to know to get started. Happy Friday, sir. Happy Friday. So I think we made it through the Civil War, if you can hear our voice. <laughs> if you heard Wednesday's show and you're still hearing it today, there is either a war going on, and we just posted them anyway. Uh-huh. You know, it's like we post a show and then load up, head <laughs> out. <laughs> We're in the bunker. Yeah, or things are, things are good. I'm going to go with things are still good. Okay. But yeah, I guess, I guess we won't know until yeah, this airs. We'll see it. Yeah. We'll see. Well, today's show, I really like this topic, and I think that we've got it named wrong. But I like it in what it means in its just basic form. So, Carl, while you're eating your cereal, eating, eating a piece pie. of pie, yeah. and you're listening to the show, thinking about all the things that we can do, maybe you tell us what we should have named it, and we'll take it from there. Um, but trading paper versus trading assets. When we got started in this business, we believed that, hey, I'm going to go buy these properties. I'm getting deeds. I'm writing these deeds up. And that first, for me, my first 20 deals, I really didn't understand all the mechanics. I felt like I was sending a deed off, getting recorded, getting a deed back and just changing the names and sending it back out. So I felt like I was trading paper and I was building this house of cards and I wasn't building a bunch of assets. But I know that's wrong. And you're going to tell me I'm wrong because if I bought five acres in Brewster County, Texas, that is an asset on my balance sheet. Yes. It is. It is. But does it really feel like something that you could be collateralized? I guess it depends on what. Right, because uh-huh. five acres in Brewster County with a value of twenty five hundred bucks, twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah, is a bank gonna? Would they even give you two thousand dollars on? Yeah, it? and right? and so that's kind of what my thought is is with this topic is as we work through it. Is your business designed to trade paper? Are you dealing in desert squares at one hundred twenty five bucks an acre, and you're just handing out paper deeds and you're getting deeds back, you're using notaries closing, or does your business design to run with title insurance and title agents and attorneys? where they're signing off on it and your end buyer could go get a note for it without you having to be the bank. Yeah. I'm still trying to decide on a way to describe it too, right? I don't, because even the trading paper part, we are still trading paper, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not like we're doing anything to it. A lot of times, strong majority of times, we're not going to see it. So Mm -hmm. on our side of it, we are. Just sign the paper, sign the paper. I kind of think I am more understanding what you're trying to say. Because like going back to the five acres, Brewster County, if you've got 10 of them, Mm -hmm. you still haven't really built a business that you can go to the bank, leverage that property and do something else with it. Okay. But if I go to any property we bought with project one, Mm -hmm. any one of them Mm -hmm. and go to the bank, that's such a more valuable asset. It's got more value. It's more desirable. Mm -hmm. Stronger. Yeah. You can leverage that property to get more money. You can leverage that property to do 
lines of credit. Like you can build other businesses off of like this valuable asset. Okay. Does that better? Yeah. I, and I think you're coming around to me and I'm coming to you in this. We're both kind of coming to that piece, but it was a conversation I had with somebody this week and I'm like, well, you're trading paper, you're trading assets. And that's where my, my mind was. And he's like, yeah, you know, and maybe he didn't get it. And he was just being too nice to me to tell me that I, it made no fucking sense because you know, it's, is an asset. You know, when you talk about buying 10 acres and wherever, and you paid thousand dollars and you, it's worth four or five, you have generated some equity. You have generated some wealth, some worth. Um, now you go buy a hundred acres for 50 grand and it's worth a hundred to $120,000, which one, you know, really is better business that 10 acre that you self-closed, you think you checked the due diligence enough, but you're not 100% sure. The other one has somebody checking it for you. You're not going and self-closing a $50,000 deal. You may if you got balls of steel, <laughs> but you know technically you're really not. Yeah. I guess so the question is, well, I don't even know what the question is. Like, Which one do you want to build long-term? Like, Which one has better, safer growth? Mm-hmm. Which one has is stronger? Which one does benefit you more? Mm-hmm. And I don't really know the answer. There's a lot of people who have built an insane amount of wealth trading those five-acre desert well, parcels. I mean, it's not what I want to do. Yeah. It makes me think of Wolf of Wall Street. Jordan Belfour, he's mm-hmm. trading penny stocks and making huge rips off of it. Guys trading a $1,000 10-acre selling it for eight or $9,000. I've done that. That's unheard of making that type of money really quickly, you know, that percentage return. But could it blow up in your face? And I guess anything could, mm-hmm. but what are your protections there other than you or your VA that's doing your due diligence for you? What's your knowledge base is? Jordan Belfort, man. Why don't we get him on the show? <laughs> I bet the wolf would come sit down with us. He, he does a fairly large show himself. Just the stories he would tell. Yeah, and we're explicit, so he could tell them all. <laughs> like, I do get it. Like I think I have come around to understand what you're trying to say. I think for me personally, because we have built other businesses off of what we do, and we haven't quite leveraged a property that we've bought mm-hmm. to do something else, but there is that value of having a more valuable property, mm-hmm. um, having that strong asset, knowing that if you need it, mm-hmm. you can take the property off the market, mm-hmm. keep it to yourself and use that to allow you to do something different. Yeah. And I, th- I think about like my ranch I have up in Virginia, we have a 208 acre ranch. And I used one of the cars that I had, I sold it and use the cash for that. Now, which one's the better asset, you know, a, a depreciating car in my garage that I drive on Sundays or this ranch is sitting up there, even though it's on the market, it's out there if I want to sell it and I've got it priced right. We get calls every week on it, but which one's the better asset? Now, should I go buy a bunch of 10 acres in Mojave County? Eh, probably not. It's not going to be the same value as this ranch outside in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you compare it to that, like I know a person who put up all seven or eight of their cars to get a line of credit for mm-hmm. a couple hundred thousand dollars. Like and it's the same thing. Like you could put up a $200,000 piece of land to get a line of credit to go do a different business. Yep. Definitely could. Definitely could. So are we on like, are we closer yeah. now? No, I think so. And I, so in my notes, when I, when I thought about this this week, I kind of drew the line to title insurance. Because at that point, with a bank to go get a note or anything like that, you have to insure a marketable title so they can take a lien against it. So you have that line in the sand versus, hey, I'm just going to check the county records. Oh, looks like Betty Sue owns it. I'm going to sign the deed. She's going to notarize it. We're going to go back and forth and do that. You know, that's, I feel like there's a little different quality. It's just kind of like the buy here, pay here car versus the one that's got the full factory warranty you're getting it maybe if it's certified pre-owned you know there's just a little different value both assets both cars just a little different value and little i want to say gusto ego whatever you want to call it but just a little bit different value so, so does that mean we should get rid of the bass boat terminology and start calling them certified pre-owns versus <laughs> certified. Tote the note tote the note land <laughs> we could not do that 
or we could. It's not not a certified pre-owned land. <laughs> it's got a few dents. We on can it. create a create a like a certificate for, uh-huh. for every piece that we sell. What are we warranting against? It doesn't have chiggers. No, 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 because this this land could definitely have chiggers yeah. in it. Got you got you got snakes that are verified, deer that are verified, coyotes come across it. This is yeah. certified pre-owned land, yeah. folks. Certified to have not had a house on it since we've owned it. Certified to not have a house. Okay, it has been vacant land since <laughs> yeah. we bought it. Yeah, certified pre-owned vacant land. CBVL. It only took about nine ten minutes, but I think we finally came around to the same wave level. Okay. Do we both agree on this this piece? I think we both agree that we don't know if the title is on, but I think what we're we're both on the same page of like what what the, the idea process, is. Yeah, the thought process yeah, behind yeah. that. So, and I guess our listeners, if they were to take anything away from this, is are you building your business with certified pre-owned land or tote the note land? Yeah. Okay. So tell us what you think. It's Friday, right? We're gonna end it here, I think. Yep. Why don't we have a little? I don't know, in a challenge or poll. We don't have a poll out there. So why don't just people just like let us know, like mm-hmm. what y'all think if we named it right, if if y'all want to name it something different. Especially old Carl. Carl has been our go-to spot go-to checker. guy for a long time. Checker. Yeah. So it's Friday, guys. We hope you have a solid weekend. As always, do us a favor. Go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like. Follow, subscribe. Then go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe. So appreciate it. Love you. See you Monday. See you guys.